0: Thank you, ladies. Let's turn our Bibles tonight to the book of Philippians. We'll be in Philippians chapter number four. Philippians chapter number four, and we look forward to what the Lord has for us this evening. And I want to be very—I want to get right into the message this evening because I do not. Uh, I actually want to get you out as early as possible tonight, uh, so I'm going to jump right into the message. Don't don't let me scare you with that thinking. I have a long message. Some of you would say, Pastor. Every message you have is a long message, uh, but uh, I do want to get right to the point. I want to be very practical, pastoral, help us tonight, and remind us of some things, and remind us all, hopefully, of the importance that we are to the cause of Christ. It doesn't matter who you are this evening, you are important to the cause of Christ. It doesn't matter who you are this evening, uh, if you're a member of this church, you are important to the Emmanuel Baptist Church. Uh, You are important to the cause of Christ. That's the wonderful, one of the wonderful things about his church is everybody matters. Everybody is important. Everyone can play a part, and I hope tonight that we can look at some big picture things and it'll help us uh, realize the important role that we have uh, in uh, our church and with our life as a child of God. Philippians chapter number four, we'll begin reading in verse number 10 and we're gonna read down through the end of the chapter, which is also the end of the book. Uh, Philippians chapter number four, beginning with verse number 10. <clears throat> but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, "...that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again." wherein you were all so careful, but you lacked opportunity. Now, let me remind you, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Philippi. He's writing to those Christian people. And Paul had a special relationship with them. And I'm reminded as I get into the message this evening and read the Scripture, I'm reminded once again, and all of us should be reminded, of Paul's relationship with those he served with, his ministry companions. If you want to think back to that study... And he had a very uh, fond affection uh, for those who he served in the cause of Christ. And that is a standard that we all should strive for. Uh, the greatest, the greatest, the, the ones who should have the most love for most of the people we serve the Lord with. Uh, the people that uh, we go to church with. And he had, a, he had a fond affection for these individuals. Verse 11, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am <clears throat> therewith to be content. I know both how to be a base, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only." For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Ephroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus." Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Salute every saint in Christ Jesus, the brethren which are with me, greet you. Uh, all the saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. I want to look at this passage of scripture this evening, and I want to preach a message on this subject. Working together for the cause of Christ. Working together For the cause of Christ. The greatest work is His work. The greatest cause is His cause. As a matter of fact, when you just want to get down to it, the only cause worth giving our life for is the cause of Christ. I love at the end of this letter, the end of the pastor's scripture we read tonight, uh, he says, he, he, you know, paraphrase of course, he says, that the saints that are with me salute you. Uh, why? Because we're all part of the cause of Christ. There's some great principles here that I want us to be reminded of. And so I'm preaching tonight. on working together for the cause of Christ. I almost entitled this, Why We Have a Preacher's Delight Conference. Because I will to be very practical this evening. Because I don't ever want us to get so self-centered and self-focused that it becomes all about us. It's all about the cause. It's all about the role that we can play in helping the cause of Christ. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray once again that you would uh, help us this evening. I pray the Spirit of God would have uh, liberty tonight. I pray that your word will uh, ring true in our hearts and our minds. May we uh, listen to what I believe you sent for us this evening. May we apply it in our own lives, apply it collectively as a church. And may you use us uh, in greater ways in the days ahead for your cause Uh, For your glory, for your purpose, we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. The Apostle Paul, if you're saved any length of time, you've spent any amount of time in the Word of God, you get a sense of the greatness of the ministry of the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul, you and I would call him a great Christian, we would call him a great man because of the work that God did in his life. He would be the first to give honor and glory to God. But the Apostle Paul is also, as we have studied his life through the last few years, and we've studied much of the letters that he has written, it doesn't take us very long if you're paying attention that in his, in his letters that he is always quick <clears throat> to mention the names of others. He is always quick, and we see it once again in this letter, to acknowledge those that have been a help to him in the ministry. As much as the Apostle Paul accomplished uh, for the cause of Christ, the Apostle Paul could not have done it by himself. The Apostle Paul could not have done it all on his own. Now, I believe the Apostle Paul had the power of God that perhaps no other man uh, under, has understood or experienced like he, uh, he, he had the power of God on his life. He is a man that knew Christ intimately. This was a man who knew and was under the power of the Spirit of God. But God used others in his life. God used others In the ministry, I'll say it like this not everybody can be an Apostle Paul, but everybody can be somebody like this church at Philippi and have a part in the cause of Christ. Uh, We all play a role, and certainly Paul was quick to give honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ, who deserves all honor and glory. And I thank God for what He does at the Emanuel Baptist Church. I thank God for what He's done at the Emanuel Baptist Church through, through history. I thank God for what He's going to do through the Emanuel Baptist Church. But let us be very, very quick, in spite of the work that we put in, in spite of the efforts that we put in, in spite of being a good steward uh, with, with the life that God has given us, all the honor and all the praise for what is done belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul was very quick to give honor and glory to Christ, as we all should. But Paul was also very quick to acknowledge the fact that he could not do it about himself. The Apostle Paul, if he lived in the day we live in the day, would not be concerned with a a social media following. He would not be concerned with a full calendar to preach. He would just be concerned with doing what the cause of Christ has for him to do. And he'd be quick to acknowledge those that had, had a part in his life. Now, for us to see this evening, uh, working together for the cause of Christ, I want us to understand it's going to take all of us to win this world with the gospel. The Emmanuel Baptist Church is an important church. The Emmanuel Baptist Church, I hope we are reminded this evening and are continuing to be reminded of, of the impact and the effect that we have Think of the opportunity that we have, and it is an opportunity for us as we're speaking and getting ready for this conference to have somewhere in the neighborhood of 50 different pastors who are going to be here uh, for that week, allowing us to host them. That's a great opportunity we have to be a, make a difference in the lives of other people. But week after week after week, we have an opportunity to make a difference. Uh, We have an opportunity to have a part in the cause of Christ. But let me tell you, there are faithful faithful preachers, there are faithful Christians, there are faithful Sunday school teachers all over this planet uh, who are participating in the cause of Christ. And we want to play our part when it comes to magnifying the Lord Jesus and the cause of Christ. With this chapter as the foundation with our text as the foundation this evening and looking at the apostle Paul and what he accomplished for the cause of Christ you and I as Gentiles you and I uh, all the way uh, all these centuries in the future we owe a debt to the apostle Paul for his ministry and him being obedient to to what Christ instructed for him to do we also then owe a debt to faithful Christians such as he's admonishing, he's writing to in this passage of Scripture, faithful Christians who played their part in the cause of Christ, who they assembled with their church and they were an encouragement to the man of God. They gave out of, out of what they had to take care of the needs of Paul so he couldn't go where the gospel had never been preached. We owe a debt to these unnamed Christians. And tonight we all sit here as a recipient, as some unnamed Christians who who played a part in the cause of Christ, who the person who won us to Christ had to be led to Christ by somebody else. Those that trained in the ministry who God used in preaching a particular message on a particular time, somebody invested in them. And you and I may never know their name, but they worked together for the cause of Christ. That's the opportunity that we have. And that is the focus that we must keep. I do not care if the Emmanuel Baptist Church ever gets acknowledged on this side of eternity. I want to make a difference. For the cause of Christ, I want to influence this world with the gospel. I want to have a part in working with the cause of Christ. I trust that that's all of our desires this evening. Let's notice several things in our our text this evening. I want you to notice through verse 10 through 12, we notice the endurance of Paul. Paul, that great man of God, had to endure some things. Verse number 10, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me has flourished again. Now, let me just mention this. Notice what he said. I rejoiced in the Lord greatly at their care. You imagine what it must have been like for those Christians to get that letter from Paul? How he was rejoicing at what they did for him. They were a blessing. Blessing. To the Apostle Paul, which in turn made them a blessing to the cause of Christ. Your care may have flourished again wherein you were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Verse 11, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased, I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. Very quickly this evening, we notice again in verse number 10, he had had needs and they cared for him. He's not going to acknowledge the care if he didn't have the need that they met. Uh, God sent the Apostle Paul on a specific mission for him. And God also enabled other believers to be a help in ministering to him. But notice he acknowledges he had needs. Then look at verse number 12. He says, I know both how to be a base and I know how to abound. He did know what it was like to thrive. He knew it was like just to survive too. He knew what it was like to be, have that fellow Christian, the embrace of another laborer in Christ. But he also knew what it was like to have the scorner, Beat him and throw him in jail. He knew what it was like to abound and to suffer. He goes on to say, he knew what it was like to be full and to be hungry. To abound and to suffer need. Uh, He endured. Let me use that as just, I have to mention it to us this evening, even though it's not necessarily the, the point we're focusing on. As a child of God, you've got to Endure. Endure. Life is not easy, but certainly serving God is not easy. There's going to be challenges. It's a wonderful thing when, for example, as a preacher, when you get up and you preach a message and it's just received. Boy, when you're you're imagining what God wants with your life and you're preparing for the ministry, you think that's every message you ever preach. Oh, but it's not every message. It's Kind of like the one tonight. It's not every message. No, it's... As a Christian, there are some things that you have to endure. I point that out because we see the endurance of Paul. But you'll never convince me because the scripture just speaks too much about it. The part of the reason why he endured was because he had other people who were concerned about his needs. There's two quick applications I want to make here. Endure, you've got other people pulling for you. Endure because you've got other people praying for you. Endure because you've got people you don't even know their name, but they're counting on you. They're depending on you. You've got to endure. I wonder how many times the Apostle Paul thought about those saints, those Christians, those new Christians and those new churches that God used him to found. And, and, and when, when, when that flesh would rise up and, and get discouraged and want to quit, he had to endure because the, the cause of Christ was counting on him. And you may say, well, I'm not an apostle Paul. No, no, somebody's counting on you. Somebody's depending on you. Mom and dad, somebody's counting on you that lives in your house. Grandma and granddad or whatever your pet name is, somebody's counting on you. Christians, somebody's counting on you. Indoor, indoor. But also the second application is this, because we're all in this thing together, we're all for the cause of Christ, why don't we make up our mind that as a church, but as an individual, we're going to be a help and a blessing to somebody else. Your kindness, your faithfulness, your giving can be something that enables somebody else to endure. That's why when the Spirit of God impresses an individual in your heart, don't ignore that, at least pray for them. But a kind note, a kind text, a, an email, whatever, an encouraging word. Let's do all that we can to keep others battling for the cause of Christ. Let's do what we can to help others endure. We see the endurance of Paul in, in our minds, if I can word it this way. We pat Paul on the back and say, what a man. And He certainly was a great man of God. He was a great Christian. But he would be quick to acknowledge that I had others who were helping me endure. They were encouraging me to endure. They were making it a little easier for me to endure. And might we look at that as an example in our own life to endure because somebody is depending on us, but also let's have, say, I just don't have any kind of a ministry. How about the ministry of encouragement? How about the ministry of being a blessing to other people? I know we're too, they're too focused on the fact, as he, he, he writes, I know what it's like to be a base. We're too focused on that. We're too focused on our own needs. We've got to get outside of our own needs and be a blessing to the cause of Christ. Number two, we find the enduring or the enabling of Christ. Verse 13, one of the most well-known verses in the Bible, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Now, let me just clarify in case you're confused. Paul did not just get done playing a football game. He was not heading to a sporting event and saying, I want to give God glory. He enabled me to score that touchdown. That is not the context of that verse. The context of that verse is when you're being abased through Christ, you can endure that. When he gives you a work that you're not capable of doing, it is through Christ, which strengthens you. You can do all things that he would have you to do through him. The cause of Christ can go forth, but it must be because Christ enables us. We find the enabling of Christ, certainly in the life of the Apostle Paul, Christ enabled him to do things that otherwise he could not have been able to do. He mentions there specifically the the being abased. He, He mentions specifically being hungry. I wonder what Christ enabled him to get him through in those times of suffering and times of trial that otherwise he would not have been able to get through. Because I could do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. But I also believe this is certainly applicable to those who were encouraging the cause of Christ, who were being a help to Paul. Child of God, we can all do. We would, if we're up for honest tonight, we test, testify that we've all been able to do more for the cause of Christ, and we don't understand how we're able to do it, except for it's Christ which strengthens us. The cause of Christ does not continue unless there is an enabling of Christ. Let me remind you of something, Christian. If there's something that God wants you to do, He'll enable us to do it. There is... Every church has a role, in every Bible-believing, scriptural church has a role in the cause of Christ. And what God has for us to do, and what God wants us to accomplish as a church, no matter how big it is, no matter how inadequate we seem, He will enable us to do His work. How else could the Apostle Paul do what the Apostle Paul did? How else could these people with their own needs and with their own problems sacrifice and make sure... It's not like they couldn't cash at Paul. They couldn't send him a PayPal payment. They had to track him down. They had to find him. They had to communicate. There was a great effort for Paul to get what he needed so that Paul could continue preaching the gospel. That came from the enabling of Christ. Number three, we find the importance of the involvement. Here's where I want, I've hastened as fast as I could through the first two because I'm going to spend a little bit of time here, a little bit of time at the end. But I want us to be reminded of the importance of the involvement. You and I, and even the casual Christian, somebody who hasn't been saved very long, but been under the preaching of the Word of God a short time, gets a sense of the importance of the Apostle Paul. Are you with me tonight? We all know the Apostle Paul. We all have an understanding, at least a little bit, of how God used him in this this great way. But I want you to understand the importance of the involvement. I'm not talking about the Apostle Paul's involvement. I'm talking about these dear Christians at the church of Philippi, their involvement. Look with me at verse number 14 again. Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. Wow. Wow. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. He says in verse number 13, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Notwithstanding, ye have well done. Christ enables us to do things we otherwise could not be able to do, but He didn't cut out other people. He still used those people. Aren't you thankful? I serve a God today. He don't, he, he don't have to have me. He don't have to have you. But he chooses to have us do a work for him. He chooses. He could send an angel from heaven right now to preach this message. Well, perhaps he has sent an angel from heaven right now to preach this message. No, but in it, he allows me to open his book and preach his message to his people tonight. What he enabled, he allows us to be a part. He didn't cut them out in, in, in addition to Christ strengthening him. I want you to notice three words as we look at the importance of the involvement. In verse number 14, we see the word affliction. Paul reminds them of the affliction that he had. He had needs. He it wasn't just say, oh, I wish I, wish I had you know, a little more comfort. There was afflictions. There were personal afflictions. There were afflictions because of his stand and because of the message he preached. He had afflictions, and without the involvement of the Christian, Paul could not have endured. Uh, but these dear people got to be a help and a blessing to a man of God in, their, in his affliction. I say this because, and you know, I want us to be thinking of this as that conference gets here. We don't know what some, what these men are dealing with when they come here. We don't know the afflictions, and an encouragement can keep somebody battling for the cause of Christ. The missionaries we support and pray for, those that pass through our midst, those who receive. Uh, new, the newspaper and different, and listen to our I, 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 got, I got correspondence this week from two different individuals who they faithfully listen to our radio station. I, I've never met them before. What an encouragement it is to them. We don't know the part that we have. So many times we get focused on our own affliction. Do you think these people were without burdens? Do you think they were without affliction? But there was somebody who God was using in the cause. Who needed, and we already saw from the scripture, if they had not responded, nobody would have responded. But also, I want you to notice in verse number 14. Uh, First of all, uh, let's look not only at the affliction, but in verse 15, notice the words the gospel. They weren't just keeping the apostle Paul going, they were helping propagate the gospel. I'm, I'm very weary. It's not new. All you have to do is read the book of Jeremiah, and you know it's not new. I'm very weary of Christians having the mindset that it's not our responsibility. It's our, more of our responsibility to eliminate people from the cause of Christ than it is to keep people battling for the cause of Christ. I've just made up my mind. I want our, this church to, to, to continue in what we've always done, what we've always stood for. I want to keep people in the fight. I want to keep people in the battle. I want to encourage people to keep pressing on. Why? Because it's about the gospel. That's what it's about. Yes, they helped Paul continue, but greater than that, they were helping propagate the gospel. Every missionary we support, we're supporting them, we're helping them, we're encouraging them. Every prayer you pray for them helps them, but it's greater than that it's the gospel. Every preacher that is encouraged in some aspect of this ministry, it's yes, we encourage them. They've got a wife, they've got children, they are important to God, but it's greater than that. It's the gospel, and they were helping propagate the gospel. That's pretty important involvement, don't you think? Let's not underestimate the role that we may play in a ministry of encouragement, in giving to a special cause, a a special need. It's the propagation of the gospel. Notice with me also, in verse number 16, he speaks it unto my necessity. The apostle Paul had needs. We know that. They met his needs, his necessity. How important is that? That's important. There's been many times as the pastor of this church, the Lord's impressed upon me, uh, one of our missionaries or, or somebody to be an extra blessing to and and sometimes just a note, but sometimes it's, 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 it's just a couple hundred dollars out of our, our, our mission account. It's something, just an acknowledgement. Sometimes it's something that, that I do on my own. I say, I'm just going to send them something just impressing upon that. It, and what you get back is it, it came at exactly the right time. Why? Because God takes care of His people, but there's necessities. There's things that must take priority when it comes to the proclamation of the gospel. That's why why we're always going to have a a mission budget. That's why we're going to always be uh, looking to be a help and encouragement because there are people who have needs, people who are faithfully trying to propagate the cause of Christ. But when we see the importance of that involvement, I hope hope you're getting, getting a hold of that. But notice Paul's response to their involvement very quickly in verse number 14. Notwithstanding, ye have done well. Ye have done well. There's probably somebody in that congregation that did without so that the Apostle Paul's needs could be met. Perhaps there was somebody in that group of Christians who put some of their plans on hold to be a help and meet the needs of the Apostle Paul so the gospel could go forth. It's probably pretty encouraging to hear from the pen of the Apostle Paul, you have done well. Ye have done well. Can I say to us as a church tonight, Emmanuel Baptist Church, we put the necessity of those who are serving for the cause of Christ above our wants and desires, ye have done well. For decades, this church has helped start churches and supported missionaries and bought property on different continents so churches can be started. And God sends a missionary through our midst and give a love. Ye have done well. Ye have done well. Those words to me, they certainly are a blessing to me because it keeps things in perspective of what the cause of Christ is all about. And any time you and I participate in His cause, we've done well. You never hear those words, "Ye have done well, in context of living for yourself. Paul acknowledges, don't take it lightly, Somebody comes in, somebody we support, a missionary, and they get up here and they say, Thank you for your faithful support. Thank you for your prayers. You know what they're saying? That I've had necessities and ye have done well. I promise you, you'll hear it from the lips of some of our guest preachers who are here in a couple weeks. They'll thank you for your stand, they'll thank you for your participation in the cause of Christ. Don't let that go in one ear and out the other. May it motivate us to continue to do what we can do when it comes to the cause of Christ. Number four, and this is where I want to conclude this evening, we have seen when it comes to working together for the cause of Christ, I hope we're getting the sense of how important we all are. That church at Philippi, God had an apostle Paul who was bold, who was the perfect man for that time to get the gospel out. But God also had a group of faithful believers who was willing to work together with the Apostle Paul. I, 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 thank, I, thank, I, thank, I thank the Lord for, I mean, how many in this church have faithfully served? You served alongside uh, my Father first, and now you serve alongside me and faithfully serving the cause of Christ. Well, that's that's a wonderful testimony to have a part in the cause of Christ. Uh, What what an opportunity they had. God had them to have a part. I want you to notice, lastly, the reward. We've seen the importance of the endurance of Paul, the enabling of Christ. We've seen the importance of the involvement. Let me say it one more time. Don't underestimate the importance of your involvement. It's important for you to be involved in the cause of Christ. That choir is a blessing. It's important for you to be involved. It's a blessing that we're not bouncing babies on our knee in the service tonight. It's the nurse, being involved in working the nursery is important. Everything that is done in the cause of Christ, is important that we take some of God's blessings and we invest it in the cause. That's important. It's important when you're an encouragement to someone. It's important when you are in your place. It's important. But there's a reward. I want us to see this in verses 17 down through verse number 22. I'll read quickly and then make the application. It's not because he acknowledges in verse 16, once again, they sent unto his necessity. Verse 17, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. This is the first reward that he acknowledges. Fruit to your account. What was the Apostle Paul say? Apostle Paul was say, when I give the gospel and somebody gets saved, yes, that's fruit to Paul's account, but it's fruit also to their account. Only eternity knows how many souls Paul won the Christ. And that was laid to Paul's account, but not just Paul's account it was laid to the account of every ministry companion. In this case, it was laid to the account of these Christians at the church of Philippi, who when he had nobody else reaching out to meet that need, they reached out to meet that need. He says, you've met of my necessity, not because I want you to meet my needs, because Paul believed, and it's certainly true, God is capable of taking care of all of our needs. God was enabling those Christians to have a reward. And they were going to have fruit because when God allowed his man to have some needs, the Apostle Paul propagating the gospel, instead of God sending it another way, he allowed those Christians to have a part in meeting those needs. And Paul reminds them, the important thing is you've got fruit now to be... Added to your account. Boy, through the years, how many times Sunday school teachers who've been teaching for a long time, how many times you've taught a lesson? We get so busy and we pause and we lead somebody to Christ and we know how important that is. We encourage another pastor, but well, we have fruit laid to our account. There's buses that have run through the years, there's fruit laid to the account. Anything we do to help the cause of Christ, There's fruit laid to our account. We support missionaries, and I'm thankful for that all over this world. The gospel was preached all over this world today. You realize that every soul that got saved in those ministries, there's some fruit there laid to our account. Collectively as a church, but you know when you drop that missions offering in, you realize that there's fruit laid to your account. As you are a help and encouragement to your pastor, as the Lord has, and I, I praise God for every opportunity he gives me as a preacher, whether it's, it's to go somewhere and, and preach somewhere else, whether it's in writing, whatever it is, but everything the Lord allows me to have a part in, it's also fruit laid to your account. What an honor and privilege that is to have fruit laid to our account because of the labors of another, just because we were involved in the cause of Christ. You think you don't matter? You think it doesn't matter if you are faithful? You think it doesn't matter if you get involved and serve? You think it doesn't matter if you're not involved in, in the ministry of this church? It absolutely matters, because when we're involved in the cause of Christ, there's fruit added to your account. Amen. Well, when, it, when this had this right opportunity, and Pastor gives me this perfect opportunity, you, shouldn't, you don't need a perfect opportunity. The cause of Christ is an opportunity. Just having a part in the cause of Christ is fruit to your account. We all have a part in that. Not only the fruit to their account, and the thought that Paul's fruit was their fruit. They got a lot of fruit, don't they? You know, fruit is still being laid to Paul's account. Because when Paul... Faithful and taught and passed on to a faithful man. Paul started these churches, and the gospel came to the known world that we're a recipient of that gospel. Fruit's still being laid to his account. And you know who else's account? Fruit is still being laid to. Still being laid to these unnamed Christians who there's a man of God, there's somebody preaching the gospel. We've got to meet those needs so that the gospel can go on. Not only there's their fruit. I want to see in verse number Uh, 19, let's read verse 18 down to verse 19, but I have all and abound, I am full, having received of Ephroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. He didn't speak about how it was well-pleasing to him, he knew it was, but he wanted them to be reminded that their sacrifice was well-pleasing to God as well. Then verse 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Here's another verse that is usually taken completely out of context. A lot of times that verse is interpreted as, well, God loves us all and He does, and and God's just, if I have a need, God's automatically going to meet it. God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory. That's not what this verse says. In context, because you have given of my need, God is going to supply your need. Because you are more concerned with the cause of Christ than your own need, God is going to supply your need. This is not a promise for selfish Christians. This is not a promise for the church who's only concerned about themselves. This is not a promise for the child of God who says, well, I'm just going to take care of me, and then if I have anything left over, then I'll I'll, I'll throw just a handful of whatever's left to God. This is not a promise to them. They set aside their needs so that Paul's need can be met, so that the cause of Christ can continue to go forward, and Paul reminds them that God is going to meet your need. He's going to supply it according to his riches. Why is that? Because they were giving to the cause of Christ. God's been very good to us. God has been very faithful to provide for us. That's why I'm not concerned with having to be patient for God to put all the pieces in place. Because God is very aware of through the years how we have put the needs of others before our own. And the moment this church gets that thing, get that backwards, and we begin to just be focused on us and not the cause of Christ and not the gospel around the world. I had one conversation, one bank said, Well, if you, if you don't have buses or if you, if you cut out missions, then, then we'll give a loan, no problem. I said, No, thank you. Because the cause of Christ is more important. I've got a God, we've got a God that will provide for us exactly what we need. He doesn't have a cap on what he can provide. And Paul is reminding them, because you saw my needs, you were aware of what I needed to continue to preach the gospel. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. Don't ever feel bad about writing that check to missions. Certainly, we've looked at stewardship this year. You should do nothing but rejoice by your tithes and your offerings, having a part of what God is doing. I don't know that there's an exception in here. All of us have sacrificed for our building program. All of us, has, we, at the very least, you've put money into the church that you could have spent on something else. And in many cases, have put off meaning our own needs, so that the church can have, it's the cause of Christ. Let me remind you what Paul reminded these Christians, God will supply your need. The context is in you providing the needs for the cause, you giving to the cause, you keeping the cause going, you finding somebody, in this case the Apostle Paul, who had affliction, who had needs, who had wants, and meeting that, And Paul reminds them, because you're willing to keep the cause of Christ going, God will meet your needs. The greatest guarantee we can have in God always meeting our needs as a church is to continue to do what we can for the cause of Christ. We're going to spend a little bit of money on this conference. It's going to be invested in other people. Say, does that bother? No, it doesn't bother me because I know that the cause of God will supply our needs as long as we're faithful to the cause. Pastor, if we cut our missions, we're going to do this. I know this. God will supply our needs as long as we're faithful to the cause. Child of God, God will provide your needs as long as you are helping the cause. And then we see in verse number 22, and this is a blessing to me. I trust that it will be to you. It would be enough to be reminded of the fruit I'd like to have Paul's fruit added to my account, wouldn't you? It's enough for the promise that God will supply our needs as we help the cause. But in verse 22, Paul writes, And all the saints salute you, chiefly they that are of Caesar's household. Those saints that are of Caesar's household, those servants that Paul won the Christ while... He was in bondage. Those that he won the Christ in Rome and those who in all the different stops that he won after his needs had been met. Paul is saying all the saints that have been saved by the gospel that I've been able to preach, the converts that I've been able to have a part in, they salute you Because without you, their eternities would have never been changed. Yes, I know it's the gospel that changed them. But Paul had to be willing to go. Paul had to be willing to endure. And God gave a window of opportunity for a group of Christians to provide for the cause of Christ. And now there are saints, there are Christians... Who they salute because of their willingness to give. Hey, don't 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 let the devil don't let the devil tell you that it is a waste of your time and money and effort to give to, his, to give to the cause of Christ. By the way, don't let your financial planner tell you that either. Don't don't let anybody tell you it's not worth giving to the cause of Christ. Friend, through the years, this church has, has always been about other people. And I tell you, we're going to have a great reunion in heaven one day of a, lot of a lot of people that we'll recognize them as soon as we see them in heaven. <clears throat> but on this side of eternity, we've forgotten all about them because we forgot they rode our bus 30 years ago. They forgot they sat in our Sunday school class 25 years ago. Uh, we did, we did never thought we'd even think of them again when we handed them a track in public or we knocked on their door one day. And they didn't seem very interested, but they at least took the gospel and said they would think on them. There's going to be a whole lot of people that, that we meet that were, that were saved in another country because we invested in the cause of Christ. Everybody who assembles on those little pieces of property in Africa that we gave our money to, to buy that property so those churches can get started, we're going to meet a whole lot of people in, in heaven that are, can I say it like this, salute us because we were willing to give to the cause of Christ. Don't live a selfish life. And as we are in this building program and we get a little bit frustrated because things don't move like it ought to move, let's just keep focused on what God has for us to do. It's about the cause of Christ. Let's not lose sight of the fact that there are going to be saints who acknowledge the efforts and sacrifices of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. Whatever you put into the cause of Christ, that's an investment that will never fail. Never fail. Working together for the cause of Christ. Sometimes we say we, we want to build a church for him, but the truth of the matter is Christ builds the church. We just work together for his cause. What's the cause? The gospel. It's the proclamation of the gospel. It's the defense of the gospel. It's the care of the gospel. It's helping the gospel. Do you realize that as we encourage one another, you keep, we keep people in the fight, your encouragement can keep somebody faithful to things of like God. We don't know what God is going to do with each and every one of us. I believe with my whole heart, everybody that sits in this room, there is somebody that you're going to cross their path that only you are going to have the opportunity to win the Christ. Only you are going to have the opportunity to give them the gospel. Only you are going to have the opportunity. But that's why we've got to encourage one another. We've got to pray for one another. We've got to realize the importance of every time somebody walks in these church doors, this is the cause of Christ. This is His church. It is important. We must keep that in mind. We must work together for the cause of Christ. Don't underestimate what you do because the work of God is bigger than anything that we could ever do. And Might I remind us as I close this evening of the little series I did at the beginning of the year on the five loaves and the two fish. And that's a great reminder for you and I that it's not the amount that we give. It's the fact that we're willing to give it to him so that he can do with it what he wants to do with it. Well, if there's anybody who can get anything from God, it's certainly the Apostle Paul, and that's true. But God wanted to use them for the answer to to, to, to Paul's prayer. I wonder what it is that God wants to use us for. I wonder if there's a grandmother somewhere in some other part of the country praying for her grandkids that live within the shadow of this church. Grandma's saved and she's praying for the salvation of her grandkids. I certainly think that's a real possibility. I wonder about those who will come to our conference in a couple of weeks that are discouraged. Through the years, we've already had testimonies of those that they didn't know what their next move or direction was going to be. They got what they needed from this. We help the cause of Christ. Our Christian school is helping the cause of Christ. Our Bible college is about the cause of Christ. There's some that have learned that that's a non-negotiable when it comes to financing as well. It's about the cause of Christ. It's about what God's work needs. It needs us. It needs you to be faithful. It needs you to continue on. It needs you to have a part. Our prayer meetings are important. Your prayer time is important. That prayer list is important. When that offering plate passes, it's important. When there's a special offering, it's important because it is about the cause of Christ. Let's continue to be faithful. I I, I look forward to heaven for a lot of reasons. I want to see who's there that we don't know is there because of our efforts. I want to see, and sometimes we'll be surprised. I didn't think you'd be here. That's just the deacons, but that's a whole other point. But uh, I, I, sometimes, you know, I, what, what a, there are people in heaven that we don't even know how God's used us. That's going to be an enjoyable time. As we get to see the fruits and when God, that trumpet sounds and God calls us all home, we begin to get an understanding of our contribution to the cause of Christ. You know, when you pray for your pastor, you're helping the cause of Christ when you encourage your pastor, you are helping the cause of Christ. When you stay awake, when he's preaching, you're helping the cause of Christ. When you encourage somebody you go to church with, you're helping the cause of Christ. Let's continue to invest in his cause. Because when the cause of Christ is propagated, we all win. We all have a part in that. Father, I pray you'll use the message tonight.